Get access to actionable news and market research with all the information you need to invest smarter and profit faster. Start your free trial today at pro.benzinga.com. Hello, Zinger Nation. Happy Monday. This is Moon or Bust, your home for all things altcoins and DeFi. My name is Logan Ross, and I am joined today by Benzinga Pro and DeFi developer Brian Moore. How are you today, Brian? Doing great. Super excited. Awesome. We are also co-hosted by Liquidation Nation uh, wannabe influencer Ryan McNamara. How's your day going? It's going well. Thanks, Logan. I think Glad I need to update my name. You know, I'm almost a real Twitter influencer these days. I'm not liquidated in my buy, but, you know, things are turning around for me. So what should we call you then? I don't know, Twitter influencer. Ryan, come Ryan, up, McNamara. <laughs> All right, well, we'll have to come up something, come up with something for next time. Uh, to everyone out there, drop a comment if you have any ideas for what we should call Ryan now that he has evacuated his liquidation status. Uh, and uh, make sure to follow him on Twitter to help him achieve his goals. We have a great show for you uh, today. We're going to be talking about why crypto is moving. Uh, it is back up big time. Uh, and we also are talking to the NHL's Zach Boychuk about his very own cryptocurrency token. So you do not want to miss it. Stay tuned for that. Um, okay, so let's get right into the news. Uh, Bitcoin has bounced off of the 50-week SMA, uh, and Ethereum is back over 2K. I am hyped about this. Uh, Ryan, do you have any thoughts on on uh, where we're going from here, possibly? You know, I don't have anything definitive to say about this. It's really good to see this move up above the 50-week SMA. I like to see ETH above 2K, but like I've said before, I'm not particularly bullish until we see Bitcoin hold above 42,000. I'll be really bullish if we can see us break above 42,000 and then come back down, test that as support, and then keep going. Mm -hmm. um, but right now, I mean, it's a good start. We're at like 35K for Bitcoin, still above 2K for ETH. It looks good, but I don't think it's there yet to say that we're back into bull, the bull run yet. Yeah, I'm looking for I'm looking for a hold above this 50-week uh, SMA before I, I get some, some more bullish confirmation. But if we do hold it, um, I think we could see a little bit of a relief rally in the coming weeks. Ryan, any thoughts? Yeah, um, I, I remember, I think it was two weeks ago, maybe last week, I said that we'd see that bounce off of uh, 29K, and it. I'm surprised it kind of held pretty strong. We dipped below it for maybe a second, but it held right above it and is like stayed at that 32 to 34 range, and I'm, it makes me um, very happy and very optimistic. And ETH, anytime it goes above 2,000 now, I'm – I'm very happy, man. Yes, indeed. Um, okay, so we have seen a bunch of Bitcoin miners move out of China, uh, and they are going moving to the U.S., where the energy is a lot cleaner. So we're looking to see it becomes more uh, the, the overall consumption become much more green as it moves outside of China. But we've also seen the total energy consumption drop. Um, Brian or Ryan, do you have any any info on this? Uh, I was gonna let Ryan go. I I, I think it's a a good thing now that it's uh, we talked about it being more decentralized and not stuck in China. And mm -hmm. I think being it um, more spread out is so much better for the community for just Bitcoin as a whole. And I think this is a this is a really good thing. We're seeing a little bit of bounce back from um, all the the hash rates even coming back up. It's not quite what it was, but um, we're definitely seeing a bounce back, which is always good to see 
Yeah, I'm surprised how fast this has happened, right? Because the hash rate on Bitcoin's gone down like 51% since China's cracked down on Bitcoin mining. So that's half the network gone right there. So for whoever's mining Bitcoin out there, they're making probably twice as much as they were maybe a week ago when China was still mining. And now we're seeing all these miners move out to Kazakhstan, the U.S. A lot of these miners are moving to Texas, which is kind of interesting. I looked up the, the energy cost in Texas. It's 11 cents per kilowatt, which is about average in the U.S. I mean, that's definitely a big expense when you're mining Bitcoin. So I'd be curious to see how many of these miners that come to the U.S. are using green energy because I'd, I bet it's a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Something to keep our eyes on going forward. Uh, also, Ethereum gas fees are at record lows. They haven't been this low probably since uh, the beginning of 2020. Um, yeah, so so this has caused a lot more people to become active in ETH, especially us. Um, I know Ryan has picked up a couple more Uniswap LP positions. Ryan, can you tell us about that and, and how much are they costing uh, right now compared to when you bought them sometimes earlier this year? Sure. So to preface this, the first Uniswap position I had, it was actually on V2. And when I migrated it over to V3, it cost me like $40 to swap to change it out with my leverage, right? And then it cost another $130, which failed as a transaction because the network was so busy. And then I had to spend like $150, $160 to transfer my liquidity to V3. So like all in all, I spent over $300 on my first V3 position. And I just entered into another one last week and it cost like $2 to swap between no way. the ETH ETH link pool. So I swapped into some link to get links since you need like half and half for uh, for the position, mm-hmm. uh, which only costs a couple dollars. And then to input my liquidity into the protocol, it costs about $25. So I wow. got into my second position under $30. So now is the absolute best time to get into DeFi if you guys aren't already into DeFi. These these prices are insanely cheap now. Like even if you only have five hundred, a thousand dollars to invest, you can go ahead and go onto Aave or Uniswap and start earning interest with just like a ten, twenty, maybe thirty dollar gas fee. So so it's a definitely a great time to get into DeFi if you're not already. Yeah. So if you weren't following along with what Ryan was just talking about, he is a liquidity provider on Uniswap. So what he does is he enters in a, a big a, a bunch of ETH and a bunch of Link. Uh, and he allows people on the decentralized, the DeFi world to swap between these currencies. Say someone wants to take some of their ETH, turn into Link. They can do that uh, using the, the liquidity that Ryan has provided. And they have to pay a small transaction fee to tap into this liquidity pool. Uh, and Ryan will earn that fee for providing the liquidity. Um, so he, how much APY are you earning right now when you're in fee earning range? So I've been in fee earning range about 80%. It's quite a narrow range. I'm not planning on, on keeping this range over the long term. Um, yeah. But I'm earning over 100% APY on it, which really is a good return. Um, I probably won't actually end up earning 100% because I'd have to keep it in for a year and it would have to be right. with within the range for like 80, 90% of the time, right? But mm-hmm. for the time being, I mean, I'm earning really high interest, maybe like almost 1% a day right now probably like 0.6% a day, which which is good interest. And I plan on keeping it in as long as my funds are in range and then just seeing where it goes, pulling out the liquidity and, and editing my range if, if I need to in the future. Very cool. So let me just pull up the Uniswap, um, the pools here so everyone can see. Um, okay, so here on info.uniswap.org uh, slash pools, uh, where is this link ETH pool? So you, you ha- your first position was in the Uni ETH pool, right? Yeah. Okay, so right now there is $53 million locked uh, inside this, this smart contract pool. Uh, there's $26 uh, million of volume on the past 24 hours. 
Uh, and you can see all of the transactions that have been going in and out of this liquidity pool smart contract. Um, yeah, and you can add liquidity right here. Uh, and, and yeah, so if you have never messed around with Uniswap or gotten into DeFi, um, just because the gas prices were so high this year while, while the prices were pumping, uh, now is a great time to, to check it out, explore. Um, just like Ryan said, he got into a position for under $30. Uh, and when you do become a liquidity provider, you get a token that represents your position. It's actually an NFT, right? Yeah. It's, a, it's an ERC721, the same thing they use for NFTs. So I think that's pretty cool. A lot of people just think NFTs are for art, um, but they can tokenize uh, liquidity pool positions, trading strategies, almost anything. So um, yeah, there's so much more to be discovered in, in with NFTs in the coming uh, year, coming decade. Who, who really knows where it's going to end up? Um, yeah, so that was cool. So um, yeah, do you, Brian, do you want to talk about uh, what's going on with Binance in the UK? Uh, yeah, I do want to say one thing about the <clears throat> Ethereum gas prices every, and all that stuff before we move on. One thing that's going to be happening that, well, one in my opinion, one thing that will that could be happening too is a lot of people are going to move away from these Binance Smart Chain tokens and go full back into the ERC-20 tokens mm -hmm. because the Binance Smart Chain, although it is a fork or a clone of um, Ethereum, it's still not going through the same upgrades, same protocols and everything like that as Ethereum is. And I think soon we're going to see a big transition over to a lot more of these um, instead of these huge charity moonshot BP 20 tokens, we'll yeah. see a lot more ERC 20 tokens. And I'm pretty excited about that because there's so much more you can do in the Ethereum ecosystem than you can the Binance smart chain. But that's I just wanted to add that, too, because I think we'll see a big boom in that moving yeah. forward. Yeah, you want to answer this question? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Ed in the chat wants to know, any worries on Uni or, or DeFi in general become obsolete? And he, he clarifies um, that would be if someone comes out with a fiat exchange solution. Um, so, so there's fiat exchanges all over the place, but the problem is that they're all centralized. Uh, so you can, you can change fiat into crypto on Coinbase, on Binance, on Gemini. Um, but you're trusting in the centralized, uh, the, the centralized third party to do this exchange for you. They're the ones providing the liquidity. Whereas on Uniswap, it's decentralized. It's anonymous actors on the blockchain providing the, the liquidity. Um, so, so this reminds me um, of a, a blog post that Vitalik Buter and the creator of Ethereum made a couple of weeks ago. He suggested to Uniswap that they should become a decentralized price oracle for fiat currencies. Um, so an oracle is basically something that incorporates real world data into the blockchain ecosystem. And it has to be decentralized. Otherwise, you're just trusting uh, another centralized third party for the for the price for the exchange rate, um, which defeats the whole purpose of having the, the decentralized exchange. Um, so uh, Vitalik suggested that Uniswap becomes the decentralized oracle for the, the exchange rate to fiat currencies. Um, and I think this is something they could totally do in the future. Um, if you're interested, interested about decentralized Oracle networks, you can check out Chainlink. That's the biggest one right now. Um, but if Uniswap does this, which it would make sense for them to do, uh, then they could have a decentralized fiat exchange into crypto, um, which I think would just bolster the, the ecosystem even further. Um, I really don't have any worries that DeFi will become obsolete. Um, I think DeFi is like the bleeding, bleeding edge of financial technology right now. Um, so if it were to become obsolete, we would need, uh, you know, something, something really crazy to happen that I don't see happening um, this generation. 
Ryan, and you want another it. solution? If it does, if something were to happen, someone will find another solution and it'll take its place, just like anything else in this space. It's so open source, it's so community driven, and there's everyone helping other people that I, I don't think that you know anyone who's into this is going to let something like that die. And so I think they'll they'll easily find a new solution and quickly if needed. But I agree with what you're saying. I think um, it'd be cool if Uni was a uh, a price oracle and all that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this takes right. care of the problem. In New York, it's really hard to get into crypto <clears throat> um, because they have really heavy regulations. But if it's decentralized, then New York can't do anything about it. So, um, yeah, that's a that's a really important aspect of that, like highlights the whole point of decentralization, I think. Yeah, and something else that's great about Uniswap is anyone can go in and upload a liquidity pool with any Ethereum token, right? So you can trade Ethereum for USDT if you want, but if you don't like USDT because you think like the way they reserve the US dollar and, and keep the asset pegged to a dollar is sus, then you can use USDC or some other stable coin that's also on the exchange. So like you're not forced to just use one stable coin that might not actually always be pegged to the dollar, which is a really cool feature of Uniswap and decentralized exchanges in general. Most definitely. Uh, okay, that's the market update. That's what we got for you. Uh, if you enjoyed that, if you got some value out of it, let us know by smashing the like button uh, and also drop a comment with what crypto or DeFi project you're most excited about or want to learn about right now. Uh, and we will look into that going forward. Um, do while we you're have, down what's up, Ryan? Do we have the link to the Benzinga crypto channel in the I was description just, as well? I was just about to say that. So okay. the first link in the description is the brand spanking new Benzinga crypto YouTube channel. Uh, we are going to be giving away Moon or Bust merch to uh, the first, like every 100 followers up to the first thousand. So uh, there's like 350 right now. Um, so we, we still have three shirts to give away. We've had some problems getting a list of the subscribers. We can only uh, see the subscribers that actively share their subscription. And so despite us having 350, we can only see like 100 people. Um, and we want everyone to have a chance to get the shirt. So we're going to try to figure out a different way. Uh, maybe just end up giving them to the chat. Uh, but we'll figure it out. So make sure you subscribe to that crypto channel. Um, go do that right now. Uh, we'll give you a couple seconds. And that's going to be where all of the crypto exclusive or cl crypto clips end up. Um, yeah, so if you if you missed a show or you want to go back and see a segment from the previous shows, that is the place to do it. Uh, and it is a, a few a smaller amount of videos than the Benzing Eclipse channel, so you won't get your feed uh, overwhelmed. Um, yeah, okay. Now that you've subscribed, thank you. Welcome back. Um, we are gonna get on with the interview. Okay, so. <clears throat> Zach Boychuk uh, is our guest today. He went 14th overall in the 2008 NHL draft. He was picked up by the Carolina Hurricanes, where he made his NHL debut the same year. Uh, he also played for the Penguins and the Predators. He's now in the German Ice Hockey League for Berlin's professional team. He recently joined the crypto space and started his own cryptocurrency project called Zach Inu. Zach, welcome to Moon or Bust. We are thrilled to have you on today. Thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, the pleasure is, is all ours. So, Zach, for those who haven't heard of you before, um, could you tell us a little bit about your background, your professional hockey journey, uh, and how you eventually found your way into the crypto space? Yeah, basically, uh, oh, there's Baby Dogecoin coming in. <laughs> One of my first coins that I got into, and it just blew up. But, um, yeah, anyways, I'm from Canada. Um basically started playing hockey when I was two years old and uh, it was all I really wanted to do. And then, um, you know, p 
getting drafted first round and, and getting to play in the NHL was, was pretty cool. Now I'm going on to my 13th year pro and um, just still have a, a big passion for it and, and, and want to play as long as I can. So, uh, and now that I'm into the crypto space, I guess I've made a little bit of money over my career. So I've, I've tried to invest it. I've uh, put some money into my parents' hotels and um, also have a financial advisor who told me to stay away from crypto. <laughs> so I, I stayed course. away as long as I could. And That's then... Nice. Um, my dad ended up uh, sending me some Bitcoin and um, I kind of got interested in kind of looking, seeing, seeing a lot of people talk about it on social media, especially. Mm -hmm. And there was a few coins that were circulating around. I had some Bitcoin at that point. So I was like, hey, maybe I'll exchange some fiat and, and buy some of these meme coins or some of these uh, little crazy coins. And, yeah. and once I started doing that, I, I was kind of addicted. So I've been doing that for about three weeks now. That's, that's cool. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, that's how most people get into the crypto space. You know, they buy Bitcoin and then they get attracted to all these other cryptocurrencies and then they go down the rabbit hole. So mm -hmm. I'm sure your story is pretty similar to ours. Dreamers out here. So yeah. looking into your coin, Zach, Zach Enu, what is the purpose of Zach Enu? And also, do you plan on helping other athletes launch their own tokens in the future if they so desire? Because as far as I know, you're the first athlete to do this, which is which is pretty cool and groundbreaking. Yeah, like I, I think there's a few guys that have come out with their own NFTs and, and kind of made it more of a, uh, like not quite like a meme project or like a, you know, whatever you want to call it. So so for me, it's, it's more of like a, a a meme project, you know, a project, you know, it's, it's, I do want to come out with NFTs, but I, I also, uh, you know, have a few different plans, um, trying to get other people to get into this space because that's how I got into it. You know, it was through the, the meme coins and, and, um, I, I think I was kind of lucky. I, I was tweeting about it a lot. Um, I had a lot of other influencers talking to me about it. And, uh, I think at one point, you know, I had like, 10 influencers all we were all working together and promoting other coins and then a developer contacted me and said hey maybe you should promote or maybe you should come up with a coin and i said well i've only been doing this for three weeks like i have no idea what i'm doing and i think i ended up just saying yes like not thinking that it would really go anywhere and uh they created a website like did the twitter did the whole telegram thing um it really blew up the first day like went up to almost 1.5 million market cap and was wow. trending on dex tools and uh, it was just kind of a crazy day and um and yeah was, I, I definitely saw the power in all the influencers on twitter and and you know just creating a coin everybody wanted to get in on it that's awesome and i like how how you do straight up say you know it is a meme coin you know, it's fun. It's a speculative investment. You may make money. You may not. You know, it's really hard to tell. There's definitely a lot of projects out there who, who under deliver on huge promises, say they're the next huge cryptocurrency to overtake Bitcoin or Dogecoin or Ethereum. So, I mean, I find those misleading because typically they aren't. Um, but, you know, meme coins are meme coins. They're fun to use. They're cool to invest in. You know, people throw 10, 20 bucks and hopefully, you know, if it moons, it could be a decent portion of their investment portfolio. Yeah, I like that you're leaning into it. That's that's really good to see. So, um, are any of your uh, current or previous teammates into crypto? Like, did you do you talk to any of them 
that you play with now or have any old ones like reached out to you now that you have your own token? Yeah, I mean, I remember a lot of my teammates, they were talking about it in like 2017. They were cruising around. When we'd be on the road, they'd be going around trying to find these Bitcoin ATMs and doing all this stuff. And I just had no idea what they were doing. I'd talked to my financial advisor about it and they said, uh, like, I'd put a little bit of money into it, but for the most part, like, stay away. And and now it seems like uh, every locker room that I'm in, uh, there's at least five to six guys that are consistently checking in every day and talking about it. And I think it definitely started with stocks uh, for a lot yeah. of the hockey players. And then um, once it kind of moved over into crypto and now, uh, you know, the meme coins and stuff, it's, uh, it's pretty cool to have everybody uh, uh, be so interested in it. Mm, that's awesome yeah that's how that's how it started with me it started with stock market and then the stock market went down in the you know a while ago and then got into crypto and made it all back and then i haven't really looked back to stocks every now and again but yeah it's usually how it goes so do you see crypto becoming more widely used in the professional sports industry uh, and if you had to take a guess um, what crypto looks like in sports in 20 years what might that look like well, it sounds like a lot of the NFL players are really into it and they're already asking to be paid in crypto. So I haven't seen any hockey players do that yet. And you don't really see too many hockey players tweeting about it either. So I'm hoping that it kind of spreads around a little bit and everybody gets gets more interested. But um, as for the future, I think uh, a lot of people are, are, are especially after the pandemic, it's, it's kind of... Uh, Everybody wants to go decentralized and, um, you know, maybe it's a bit of a, you know, a dream right now. Everybody thinks like, oh, if we all can get into crypto, we can all control uh, ourselves. And um, if, if that's the future, I, I definitely like that. But um, for as of right now, obviously, the meme coins are, are fun, but there's a lot of uh, danger in there. So for me, I try on every one of my posts, I try and put not financial advice and do your own research and. Mm -hmm. um, you don't want to lose the, you know, more than what you got. And um, I think if they can clean that up a little bit and, and make it a little more safe, uh, I think it, it, there's really a future there. For sure. So, Zach, I, I heard you did own some Bitcoin. Have you ever owned any Ethereum? I'm assuming you have considering your token is on Ethereum, but have you yeah. invested in Ethereum at all? I'm yeah. big on Ethereum. I've got okay. uh, actually a nice. lot more Ethereum than I do Bitcoin. So yeah. I don't know if I, I got know, even Logan that and I are, Yeah, I mean, Logan and I are very ETH heavy too. Um, mm -hmm. So I definitely am I'm on the side of Ethereum here. Uh, but that leads into my next question. So if you had to choose between Bitcoin and Ethereum for the long term, uh, which would you choose? Ooh, that's a tough question. Honestly, like I, I don't even know. I've been in crypto for three weeks and... Um, okay. I'm just basically trying to learn everything that I can, but um, a lot of people say that Ethereum is going to be bigger than, than Bitcoin. I think it's a lot faster transactions and yeah, the fees are a little bit high right now, but hopefully uh, that changes as, as time goes on. Yeah, that's definitely a fair answer. You know, people like Bitcoin because it's kind of set in stone, right? Like you don't really upgrade it. There are upgrades, but they, they come very slowly and they're usually just small upgrades, right? And then there's Ethereum, which is, I guess, more fluid, right? It can be upgraded more. There's more programs that can be built on it. It's basically 
like uh, can control the entire DeFi industry uh, in that in that sense with all the the money locked into smart contracts on Ethereum. There's definitely a lot of potential there, and I do see Ethereum becoming bigger than Bitcoin sometime in the future, whether that be two years from now, five years, or ten years. But I definitely can see that happening. Yeah, definitely. So. Um, is there anything that attracts you to uh, like the crypto and blockchain space other than like the investment aspect of it? So you talked a little bit about how you like decentralization. Um, could you maybe explain that a little bit more if there's anything else that interests you? Uh, talk about that. Yeah, no, I just like the fact that you um, most of these coins, especially the big ones, you can't really change the supply um, with mm -hmm. the fiat. You can print paper, you can print money and and everything's uh, worse less than you know 10 20 years so um if we can all you know kind of stick to a couple different coins and and it's uh it's legalized everywhere it's, it's obviously started in el salvador one of the countries there that's uh, legalizing it and um hopefully more countries follow suit and i think basically right now it's just all the all the banks are trying to figure out what's going on they're probably creating their own exchanges and trying to get in a little piece of the pie. So it's everybody uh, just trying to get in before it, it really gets regulated. So you mentioned you chatted with some developers before you made the coin and, and they mentioned to you, you know, hey, you should make your own coin. And you kind of just went along for the ride. But besides for that, was there anything that really made you decide to create your own cryptocurrency? Uh, I had seen like a couple other influencers do it and um, it definitely was something that I've been thinking about, even though I was only in it for about uh, three weeks. But um, I, I think it was uh, kind of, a, you know, a, a little bit of a right place, right time. Um, the developers made a great website. You know, they were really good. They have obviously been doing this for a long time. And um, I think they had a kind of a big group as a team that had made a few other coins. So that gave me a little bit more support for them and, and thought, you know, maybe this could really take off if I can get some other people uh, talking about it. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, so now it's just trying to go through all the, the roadmaps and, and trying to uh, figure out what the next step is. And um, you can definitely tell uh, with, with these coins, a lot of people will, you know, sell right away or they won't hold on. And then, so you got to, build your coin back up and, and do, you know, little things like getting on, you know, coin gecko and coin market cap and all these, mm -hmm. uh, all these websites. So that's kind of like the plan right now. And, and then the NFT stuff, uh, some charity work and, um, you know, eventually we, we definitely like to do some, some prizes, maybe team up with some hockey players and other athletes, uh, where we can have NFTs in there or we can, um, you know, give give away some signed items for holders and, and stuff like that. So we got a few plans. We're just trying to, to figure it all out. That's awesome. So, um, of course, your tokens on Ethereum. Did you ever think about putting it on the Binance Smart Chain over Ethereum network? Or was it always just going to be um, an ERC-20? Or was there ever, ever really um, a question about that? Yeah, it seemed like most of the coins that I was dealing with were mostly in um, the Ethereum chain, but uh, there's definitely talk about, uh, you know, we talked about maybe going uh, the BST route. And and then I think just kind of last minute, we, we just decided to go full on Ethereum. And 
I think eventually like a lot of the coins are starting in, in Ethereum and then they'll also launch in BSC. So that's uh, something to think about as well. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot because there's a lot of uh, tokens that do the the Binance Smart Chain, and then they get kind of stuck because you can't. There's not as much stuff you can do on the Binance Smart Chain as there is with the Ethereum. I mean, you can do a lot of similar stuff, NFTs and all that, but you kind of limit yourself, in my opinion. And the being on Ethereum and having the ERC twenty, you have a much larger ecosystem. You don't have to worry about you know, making your coin or your token to be able to list some places like Coinbase or other centralized exchanges. So I think, I always think that that's a pretty smart route to go if you want some long-term viability for your project. So I, I think that was a, the best way to go too. Makes sense for sure. Yeah. So if you have a, a friend, a family, a teammate that comes up to you and says, Hey, I see you have this Zach Inu thing. Uh, what is this? They know nothing about cryptocurrency. How do you explain it to them? And how do you tell them about your project and what it is? Yeah, for some people, it, it's hard to hard for them to, you know, wrap their head around it. I, I remember mm-hmm. uh, trying to explain to my grandparents, who actually uh, <laughs> just put a big amount into Bitcoin and are nice. full on believers in the crypto. So I had kind of tried to explain to them what my coin is, is like. And mm-hmm. You know, for them to have to download, you know, a wallet and then get uh, Ethereum and then transfer it over on Uniswap and like go through all those things. Like it's, yeah. it's tough for a, a 87 year old person to do it. But, you know, if you're under, you know, 40, it's, uh, it's you know, a couple of steps. I've gotten my uh, sisters to, to, to do it, um, my parents and everybody's got a little bit of my coin and and now uh yeah, just just trying to explain the the crazy world of crypto is, is not easy sometimes. Most definitely. Yeah. No, we we spend a lot of time thinking about how to explain it properly. Uh and, <laughs> and we're still we're getting better at it uh each day. Um so if you have a long term vision for the coin, um is it to to progress as like a, a fan token, uh like a loyalty token? I know you mentioned maybe some autographed items. Um is that your vision for it long term or are you gonna try to get deeper into the finance side what what are you thinking yeah i think it'll mostly be like a fan token mm-hmm. obviously uh i've been talking a lot about crypto on twitter and you know trying to get a lot of people uh to join my community that way and i think uh you know there's a few other guys i don't know if you guys uh know all the influencers but some of these influencers are getting you know over a thousand uh followers a day just tweeting about some of these coins so uh, if I can grow my community that way, um, I'm definitely um, growing my crypto community already. And um, hopefully there's some hockey fans out there that uh, want some NFTs and, and you know, want some cool experiences and, and, and help to give to charity. Totally. I love it. Hey, do you guys have any other questions? That's all for me. Yeah. Let's see if the chat has any questions for him. Yeah. So I was going to say. Up the chat. Yeah, guys, drop some questions for Zach if you have any want to know about it. Um, you can check out uh, the website. Where Zach, where can they find the website for Zach Inu? Yeah, it's just ZachInu.com, Z-A-C-H-I-N-U. And um, you can check out my Twitter, Zach Boychuk Inu, or uh, a lot of it's on, on my Twitter, uh, Zach Boychuk. So. Awesome. And we have the Twitter linked in the description below, so you can uh, find everything through there. Perfect. Awesome. All right. I'm not seeing 
any questions coming in quite yet. Um, do you have any projects that you're super excited for? I mean, besides your um, your token, but maybe someone you've worked with previously or want to work with or think of any ideas on um, to collaborate outside of your token and what you guys are doing there? Uh, yeah, there's a there's a few that are, are pretty good. Um, one's a, a, another influencer that I work with a lot and promoting other coins and stuff, and that's Chloe Coin. So mm -hmm. she's a, a, a model and an influencer on Instagram and stuff. So we we actually, when she dropped her coin, it was a day after I dropped mine, and um, all there was 50 of my top holders got airdropped some of her tokens. So that was nice. kind of cool. And so we're just kind of growing that together. And then um, I'm just like, I'm big on this baby doge. It's kind of one that's <laughs> really been growing. I was, I got in it early. I think I put a thousand bucks into it and, and now um, I'm thinking I'm, I'm over like 60 X. So it's, uh, it's, it's nice, nice to have something you. like that um, happen in your first couple of weeks. And, um, uh, there's obviously a lot of other coins that, uh, have done well, but, um, you just never really know which ones are, are really going to take off. True. So Zach, did you tell your financial advisor you made 6,000% on baby coach in the matter of months? <laughs> I haven't mentioned that yet, but I probably, <laughs> uh, my, my tax guy going to have a lot of have a lot of work to do this year. <laughs> He'd probably still not even be happy with you. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Uh, so we have a question from JT. Not crypto related, but who do you want to win the Stanley Cup? Oh, there you go. Uh, Got to be Montreal now. There's only two teams left, Montreal and Tampa Bay. And Got to see a Canadian team. I don't think a Canadian team's won in like almost 30 years. So it'd be cool to see uh, the Habs win it. Yeah, it's about time. Would be good. The, the the city will probably go nuts there. If oh yeah, they win it. The Preds aren't in it this year, so I haven't been paying attention. It's going <laughs> on the yeah, they ran into to Carolina in the first round. They uh, mm -hmm. they they've always been a good team though. Uh, the Preds almost won it a few years ago. Agreed. I was in Chicago on game five or four of that year, 2014, I think. Anyway, that yeah. Been, that awesome. would have been cool. So, yeah. Zach, are you in Berlin right now? I'm actually in, in Calgary in Canada. So I, okay. I have about three months uh, of off-season right now. It was a good time to get into crypto. Um, mm -hmm. So when I get back to hockey, it'll probably be back to no a normal sleeping schedule and, and not looking at uh, charts all morning and all crypto definitely never sleeps it seems like no it keeps going and it'll keep you up and it'll keep you glued to your phone and glued to the wherever yes agreed it takes you know, over your life for a little bit that's why i decided to get liquidated i just got bored of looking at the charts you know, it was too much for me uh, that's why i stopped doing futures all righty that is uh i think that's all we have for today uh, Zach, thank you so much for coming on. I had a pleasure. Uh, it was a pleasure talking to you, um, and and I'm excited to see what comes next for Zach Inu and your personal adventure in crypto. Um, so make sure you go check out his Twitter. Second link in the description below, right below the Benzinga Crypto YouTube channel. Um, yeah, thank you so much for coming on once again. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'll, I'll definitely tune into your guys' show again and try and 
learn some more from you guys. Yeah, hey, we appreciate you. Mm-hmm. And we'll yeah. have you right, yeah. on in maybe a month or two after the yeah. token One qu- takes off even more. Ooh. One question on the way out. Who is the most feared hockey player to fight? Oh, I'd, I'd have to go with the Dano Chara from, well, he was in Boston. Now he's in Washington, but he's like 6'9 and always a tough guy to play against. So. A goon. That's yeah, a good boy. <laughs> All right, Zach. We'll see you next time. Thanks for coming on. Thank All you. All right, guys. Have a good Thank you. See ya. Awesome. We guys, we hope you enjoyed that interview. Uh, once again, that was Zach from Zach Inu Coin. Uh, he was in the NHL and now he has his own cryptocurrency project. It's exciting to see uh, the crypto world expand and, and cross over into all these new worlds. Um, yeah, so thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed. Uh, if you did, smash the like button and drop uh, drop some tickers in the chat. This it is now time for the moon or bust segment. Uh, where we pull up your cryptocurrency coins, your projects. Uh, we look at them on CoinMarketCap and we give them a moon or a bust rating. Uh, we've been running out of time. We haven't been able to do this segment, so we have a lot to catch up on. So uh, get those going in the chat right now while we roll the intro. Alrighty, so first up, uh, Ed wants to talk about Nexo. Let me pull it up here. Do you guys have anything uh, on Nexo? Nexio? Yeah, that they have their um, they have their own. Oh, I'm thinking Nexus. No, that's that's Nexio. Don't they have their own blockchain as well? Let's see here. Nexo is a blockchain-based lending platform that offers users instant cryptocurrency-backed loans. Oh, they're like the bank. Yeah, okay. I know who they are now. Yeah. I don't really know too much about I just it's kind of like one of those um lending platforms like uh uh not blockfolio, but um Celsius, I think, is similar. Yeah, and um, is pretty similar, I think. Like a centralized version of it. Gotcha. I can't so it's a blockchain. Are they centralized or decentralized? Because yeah, next year is a is a centralized i'm pretty sure because they they have like yeah, they're like a I bank that that's what they um classify themselves as i'm pretty sure i could be confusing them with this other one yeah yeah they're like the they i think they have a credit card too um okay. so they're like BlockFi, then. BlockFi, yeah uh-huh that's what i was thinking of gotcha yeah. gotcha all right so like BlockFi, probably a little bit more technical since they have their own blockchain token uh, do you know what the token's used for, Brian or Logan? Uh, um, it gives not. them benefits. On, it's not. They don't have their own blockchain. They're just a blockchain company. I was thinking of Neo. Okay. But um, it's just what you use to get. It says uh, grants users benefits uh, for discounts on interest accumulated on loans. So you can um, you can also receive your uh, payment interest payments like whatever you lend out in Nexio. So it's kind of their, um, I guess, so, their, their currency. Yeah. Yeah. Almost like a loyalty token in that sense. You get rewards. You seek it. You get rewards. Kind of like crypto.com. Yeah. So yeah, I, gotcha. I'd say this is a satellite. I mean, I think this is something that will follow the market. You know, as the market goes up or down, like loans on the blockchain will probably do the same thing. They'll get more business if the crypto industry is doing well. Um, I'm particularly bullish on the cryptocurrency industry over the next 12 months, so I'll give it a moon. 
Yeah, I, I agree because the one thing you'll, I think you'll start seeing a lot uh, more of is companies doing their loans in crypto as well because uh, the loans can actually gain a lot more return you know, against the money you take if crypto is doing really, really well and in a bull run and everything like that. So you get potentially a lot more money for, you know, $100,000 of X. You, it could be $500,000 beyond to pay back, you know, however much. So, yeah, so it looks right. like you put crypto in and get fiat out in the form of credit. Uh, so it's like a centralized lending platform. I, I know we talked about with David's son last Wednesday um, that a lot of people are going to start um, really balancing how much they want centralization versus decentralization uh, and the benefits that some level of centralization can afford. Um, so so Nexo will probably find its space in the market going forward. I will give this one uh, a, a moon. Yeah, I think we all agree. Clouds. All right. Cloud we always, and then, pump, we yeah. always pump all the decentralized ways to get loans and to do these things. But I mean, like Logan said, these these tokens have a place. I mean, it's yeah. definitely hard, like Zach said, like it's hard to get into DeFi. You need to download MetaMask, you need to know how to use Uniswap, you need to do a ton of different things. Like BlockFi and Nexo, it's relatively easy. You just deposit your cryptocurrency and you can get loans. Yeah, and Voyager is similar too, because they have um they now have I think up to twelve it was six percent, but now up to twelve percent APY on on their crypto, just holding it. You don't even have mm -hmm. to stake it. And I think for a centralized platform, I know one of my good buddies, he's really, really into Voyager. But um, it being a centralized platform, that's a pretty good return. You know, you're not getting that 144 or 500% APY, but your money's a lot, your crypto is a lot, lot more safer. And so, yeah, I get it. This whole thing, I know uh, Scott, one of our producers, is really into uh, BitClout, and there's a lot of history behind this, uh, this company. Mm -hmm. But it's doing yes. pretty well. So what they do is they they uh, create coins for these influencers like Elon, Chamath, Mr. Beast. Uh, they put them up on their website and they offer people the, the chance to buy them. Uh, so their token ends up gaining some value. And then they go to the influencer. Hey, look, Elon, your coin is worth $114 on our platform uh, and we'll give you uh, this much of it if you decide to join the platform. So as you can see, Chamath uh, has done so. And these others, we're still waiting on them to join. Um, so it's like a, it's a good marketing strategy. It's a it's a smart idea, um, but I don't know if there's a reason for social media to be on the blockchain, in my opinion. Which is another form of decentralization. Just kind of give it a, you know, just kind of take it away from things like Facebook, where they yeah, control everything. Yeah, know, for the anti anti censorship thing. purposes, that makes sense. Privacy as well. Yeah, for sure. There's a lot of uh, controversy with them too for a while because they had a um, they had a lot of high high staked uh, investors and then they didn't quite produce the results or you know just a long story short they didn't really get what they thought they were going to get out of uh, investing in BitCloud but somehow these guys have turned it around and after like two or three years of nothing almost going down in flames they brought it back. And it's kind of uh, still kicking now, and there's a lot of a lot of stuff behind um, BitClout, as in um, the people they get, and they were saying there there was faking celebrities, but now they just it did a full 180 and brought even more investors in, and totally rearranged and redid their whole just shape, which is pretty dang cool, I think. Come from the bottom and come back up. 
Yeah, I mean, I could see some people getting into this in the future. I can give it, I can give it a, a satellite, maybe. Yeah, I'd, I'd say it's a moon because it's coming back from what it was and coming back to now what it is, and there's a lot more clout in it actually, and mm-hmm. like uh, how Ed says, how do they value the person? That's that's the thing. That's the question because I think they just they there's a lot of inflation for the. Um, the price of the coin of a creator and there's a lot of like you can put in eight but there's really 800 and there's a lot of manipulation there but i think they've uh re-established that and made it a lot safer and a lot more yeah. transparent brian you mentioned manipulation if you go back to bitcloud's <laughs> website and you look at how much ariana grande's token is worth yeah i think that's the one i was even thinking 4269 interesting there might be some manipulation there i don't know <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, yeah, that's right. So it's not up to the market to determine how much each coin is worth. Well, well they, they probably set a price. Oh, go ahead. You can. Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure, Brian. You can. You can go ahead. From how I understand, they they set a price and they kind of then you the coin grows because they have to give it some sort of uh, liquidity and they have to give it that price to make it. So they started off with just an arbitrary number that they decide and then it kind of goes. That's how they used to do it. I don't know exactly how it's done now. Um, so I don't want to speak and say that, you know, this is for, for sure how they do it, but that was the whole controversy for a little bit, a lot of inflation and a lot of, uh, kind of choosing their own number, but I think they kind of do it a lot more fair now. And there's actually an equation to do it. Gotcha. Uh, and there was a comment earlier asking for a discount code on the moon or bust merch. Um, I didn't have one, but apparently now we do. One has been made. I will be using this personally, uh, but put in MOB 25 uh, and you can get 25% off on the brand new moon or bust merch. Uh, so we got a decentralized everything tea, a layer two enthusiast tea, uh, the HODL mob tea, and just a classic logo. Uh, with Benzinga underneath it. Um, and then these ones have the this this uh, moon logo with the rocket ship on the back here. Um, as you can see, they, they come in three colors. Uh, you can check out, you can use crypto on PayPal to buy these. So uh, if you got some extra crypto laying around, might want to think about getting one of these for 25% off. Um, alrighty. Oh, also, um, Brian, you want to tell us about the Telegram chat? Oh yeah, we've uh, created a Telegram and I will go ahead and uh, we'll post that in the um, in the YouTube chat right now, or everybody chat. But you guys can join. We'll be doing, um, you know, all three of us will be in it. We can do. Uh, a- we'll be doing AMAs, giveaways, and all this stuff. Just some extra moon or bus stuff because we can kind of be on there. We don't have to have set time, so you can kind of catch at least one of us on there at any time. And we'll be announcing a lot more stuff on the moon or bus token there as well which we'll um we'll get into more of that later but that is just my little teaser and hint but join the telegram and it'll be fun you'll get a lot more um out of this stuff a lot more education just to be a good time yeah definitely make sure to check that out uh and then i also dropped the link to that shirt on the uh, benzinga swag website uh so check that out as well um let's see chris just dropped a link Oh, that's for uh, the BitCloud. That that will explain everything we were talking about. And it's probably probably a lot more correct than how I explained because I was just going off the top of my head from what I remember. But it's a very interesting story, and it's worth the read. 
Hell yeah. And Ed just picked up a Moon or Bus shirt. That is the homie right there. Thank you, man. Thank you. Thank you. We're trying to get them ourselves so we can wear them on air, but we haven't mm-hmm. got a, we haven't made that happen yet. And we got to do that later, Ryan. Um, yeah. So, so uh, let's see. Should we get on to uh, Baby Sheba? Baby, Baby Doge? Doge? Yeah, that, that's what I meant. That too. Yeah. yeah Baby Sheba is a shit coin. Let's not talk about that. <laughs> After we do that one, we can. Ed brings up another. Ed's on top of it today. Ed brings up another good point. Are there any coins with real world solutions? And we can. There's plenty of them, and we can get into that. We can do a whole episode on that. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so let me throw the screen share back on. Okay, so this is Baby Doge. Uh, you guys want to take this? Yeah, I mean, it looks like another token on Binance Smart Chain. It's got Doge in the name, doggy theme, very, very cool, much wow. Uh, it went up to 0.00000002 cents. So, you know, once it hits a dollar, we'll all be billionaires. Uh, <laughs> overall, it's down 17% against Bitcoin, 24% against ETH. Uh, it's hard to tell what the circulating supply is, I guess, but it's sufficient volume. 20 trillion? Yeah. So perfect amount of tokens minted, 420 trillion, not too much, not too little. <laughs> right in the sweet spot. <laughs> we want to see if there's anything special about it. Is there a, yeah, there's a website there logging on. See if it's a frictionless yield farming protocol with the I, NFT marketplace. <laughs> I bet RFI, it is. Huh? Let's see. Let's see. Look for that word frictionless. I bet it's on here. Hyper deflationary. Oh, we got another. We got another one. Check that off the list. Twelve percent slippage. Nice. Pyramid scheme alert. Um, now that's not to say that you can't make money on this, um, but if you do, it's because you got lucky, not because this is a good investment. Probably the ones who got in earliest have the biggest wallets, will earn the most of the the slippage, uh, and so they will accumulate more than all the people at the bottom. And you know the rich get richer. Um, uh, yeah, that's that's not not new, not novel. All the shit coins do it. I'll say their chart looks a lot better than most um, of the poop coins that we follow. I, I will. I'll, I'll definitely give it that. It's got some. I mean, it's steady and doesn't have that typical rocket shit up, rocket chip down. It has that kind of slow slow burn and really. Yeah. But I have seen this Bitcoin. one more in the media too than than some of these other shit coins. Like I have yeah. seen articles about Baby Doge being like the cute version of Dogecoin, mm-hmm. right? So it's definitely it's definitely getting attention because of that name. Yeah, and if Shiba, I mean, if Shiba can be where it's at, I don't see any reason why this one can't. Because like we've said multiple times, it's all about the team, it's all about their marketing, and it's mm-hmm. all about how they present themselves. Doesn't really matter about the token itself, right? Yeah, this is seems like it could be the caboose of the doggy coin train. Uh, honestly, I hope it let's is because I'm really tired of talking about them. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, okay, so let's move on. This one's uh, yeah, I can't. This is a, it's a bust. I can't say <laughs> I can't say anything good about it. I mean, I'll give it a satellite because the chart looks. I mean, it's it's a pretty steady and it's got that um, it's got that good media presence and. You know, you have a lot of big name people on it. So I'd have to, I'd have to like, you know, I wouldn't say it's going to fail anytime soon yet. Say it's yeah. Good. I mean, for the sake of Zach's portfolio, I'm going to say this is a moon. 
Uh, he got in early. He did well. I mean, that's the lure of all these coins, right? You get in early and hopefully you can make a ton of money. And then, you know, once you have a good base, if you're holding it, you know, you'll make some passive income from it because you got a bunch of tokens that are earning more tokens over time. Yeah. The one thing about that, though, once uh, the tokens are on centralized exchanges, they turn off the uh, the fees and the rewards and stuff. So you, you'd have to stake it in order to get that to turn it back on. So that's something to keep in mind, like with Shiba and all those others. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess that makes sense that you wouldn't be able to earn the tokens if it's on exchange, right? Because you don't actually have custody of your cryptocurrency. Yeah. But some, it seems like there would be a way to do it, I guess, if you just kept it in your MetaMask, right? I mean... Yeah, as long as you didn't buy it from a um, from an exchange. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. They you whitelist the um, the exchange address that holds all the tokens that you give them to sell. So that's what turns off all those fees. Very interesting. Hmm. Good to know. Um, Okay, that's it for Baby Doge. Then, Um, what do you got? I'm seeing New Cipher. I'm seeing Scale. We've talked about Scale in the past, but it's been a while. any picks? I want to talk about ICP a little bit. Yeah, that's a good. Yeah, yeah. I think we should do a deep dive on ICP in the next episode. Um, but so yeah, ICP that's, came that's on true. the scene earlier this year. The it's made by the Definity Foundation, um, which has been apparently working on this for over six years. They have over two hundred members, um, uh, and a lot of the presale happened at what, like two dollars, Ryan? Is that what you said? Yeah, I think the pre-sale was around $2.50. And then there was a seed round before that, which was under a dollar. So, yeah, a lot of people have been talking about these early investors, these accredited investors who got in under a dollar on ICP or who got into the the seed round or the pre-sale who got in at like $2, $1, are now dumping their tokens, right? And you can see all these on-chain analytics There was a wallet with 2.5 million ICP that was split up into 10 different wallets that had 250,000 ICP each. So there's a lot of FUD going around about internet computer. Um, But I think that the technology is there. I mean, it's definitely interesting. They they have been developing this a long time. Mm -hmm. It seems like they thought outside of the box for this. You know, they're not like any other proof of work blockchain or proof of stake blockchain. They're much different and i mean they have larger goals than a lot of these other cryptocurrencies and although it has crashed a lot i mean it's still the 20th largest cryptocurrency by market cap so by no means has this bus i mean it's busted in terms of percentage right but it's still a very prominent blockchain very big project out here and like we've said i mean it's the first market cycle for internet computers so you should expect more volatility than other cryptocurrencies that have been around right so and and also with so many people working on this for so long it's no surprise that they wanted to finally make a little bit of money off of it right Mm mm-hmm yeah, you'd have to secure some funds, right? They're working on this. They're getting raising some funds for development through pre-sale and through their seed fund raising. But like, once you see that token go up to three hundred dollars, I mean, as a business, I would think with two hundred people working for you, you would sell off some of those tokens to be able to have the funds to to keep this project going in the future. Yeah, agreed. We 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 were very very bullish whenever it um when we first talked about this when we first brought it on Moon or Bust. And I, we, I'm pretty sure we all still are very bullish on the outlook of what they're actually going to do because mm-hmm. they have a large, they have a large team. They have one of the, in my opinion, one of the coolest uh, actual ideas and products in the blockchain space since Bitcoin or Ethereum. 
they they have a lot of stuff that's going on that can really change the entire world and how we interact with the internet. So if they actually, you know, do what they say they're going to do and everything comes to fruition, it's going to be very, very cool. And even if you got in now or got in at $300 or $600, I don't think it's really going to matter down the, down the line. So I, I, I'm still really excited about this. Just a little slower burn. It's only been out a couple months. So yeah, mm -hmm. it's a big, big drop, but you know, you'll have that. It's, it's crypto. Yeah, volatility is the price you pay for these type of gains. Uh, if you're in crypto, I'm sure you already realize that. But I have been accumulating ICP uh, at these levels um, just a little bit. The FUD's kind of kind of freaking me out a little bit. So that's why I think we should do like a deep dive um, coming up. But like it's still the 20th biggest coin. It really came out of nowhere. Um, when it listed, it went to like the top 10 almost right away. Um, so there's clearly a lot of money and a lot of people uh, interested in this and investing in it. I think Andreessen Horowitz is in it. Um, yeah, so, so we'll, we'll keep you updated going forward on the future of ICP. Um, let's see here. You guys want to, I mean, should we give it a rating now or? I mean, it's, it's one of those, I mean, it's definitely a moon for me in, in term. And if they, they actually do what they say they're going to do, which I think they are. Um, mm -hmm. I, yeah, I, it's definitely a moon. I think this is going to be really, really cool. And one year from now we'll be hearing a lot, a lot about this too. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, I'm, I'm moon as well. I really hope it grows. It, it seems like it's very promising and I mean, it's very new, so we got to expect this volatility. Yeah. Yep. Uh, okay. Unfortunately, that is all we have time for today. We have run over. Um, so if we didn't get to your coin, you can drop it in the telegram or you can DM it to one of us on Twitter uh, and we will share our thoughts with you uh, as soon as possible. We are here to help. So use this as a resource for that. Our Twitters are uh, on the screen right now. You can see them by our names. Um, yeah, this is Moon or Bust, your home for all things altcoins and DeFi. Uh, my name is Logan Ross, co-hosted by Brian Moore and Ryan McNamara. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Make sure to smash the like and subscribe if you haven't already. Uh, we appreciate you. We love you, Zinger Nation. And we will see you on Wednesday. Save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen on sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. Save big